You're listening to the Workforce Wise podcast from Equifax, where we help you better manage your workforce by saving time, reducing risk, and focusing on increasing profits. Hello, and welcome to the Workforce Wise podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fry. Our focus for this episode will be around uncovering the power of forecasting your work opportunity tax credits. To help us break down the forecasting process, I'm joined by Kate Devine-Elkins. Kate is a solutions consultant at Equifax, and in that role, she's responsible for helping employers solve their challenges by leveraging technology to make their work more efficient. Thanks for joining me today, Kate. Thanks for having me today, Jason. Kate, in the last session when we talked about the Work Opportunity Tax Credit, we spent just a little bit of time on forecasting and the tools that are used around forecasting tax credits. But I think it might be good for us to talk for just a minute about why a company would want to be able to forecast the amount of Work Opportunity Tax Credit that they're going to be able to receive. So can you walk us through how clients can use the Work Opportunity Tax Credit and why they might want to forecast it ahead of time? Sure. The main use for the Work Opportunity Tax Credit is to put it on a tax return and lower your overall dollars owed on that given tax year. The reason you want to be able to forecast that is as you are walking through getting those returns ready, you want to know that you have the maximum dollars on the return as well as making sure there are no surprises once you get to the actual filing of the return. And I think that's key. With tax returns especially, and especially in the day that we're living in now, with so much work being done on financial projections, it is vitally important for the tax department to be able to say, this is how much we're going to owe at the end of the year, or this is what our tax structure is going to look like at the end of the year. And since the work opportunity tax credit can be such a large reduction in the total amount of tax owed, it's incredibly important to be able to understand how those dollars are going to flow and what that total amount is going to look like at the end of the year. Because what a company doesn't want to do is exactly what I don't want to do when I'm paying my income tax. I don't want to overpay through the year because I don't want to let go of that cash and hand it over to the federal government if I cannot have to do that. And companies are keenly aware of the amount of money that they are paying in quarterly for their projected income tax payments. And a lot of our clients have gotten to the place where they have fine-tuned their forecasting to such a point that they're able to reduce the amount of income tax that they're paying in on a quarterly basis and thereby hold on to that cash for as long as possible. So since you mentioned that the Work Opportunity Tax Credit offers a dollar-for-dollar reduction in the amount of income tax owed at the end of the year, it's just a part of the process that now taxpayers are using that information to reduce the amount of money that they're paying over quarterly. Kate, do you see a lot of our clients taking advantage of that type of tax structure? I do. In fact, uh, over the years, I've seen that grow drastically in the amount that our clients actually use the forecasting to be able to predict what their returns are going to look like. So over the years, clients have learned that the more they can predict as they're doing those returns, the better off they are and actually do request those forecasts 
be as true as they possibly can and really um, more frequently than they ever had in the past. Yeah, and I think it's also important to understand, we've talked for a few minutes about how the tax department uses this information, but it's also increasingly important to the HR department as well. And that's because one of the metrics that HR departments are being judged on is the amount of total WOTC credit that they're able to facilitate throughout the year. So it's important for tax departments to know how much that WOTC credit is going to be at the end of the year for the tax return. But it's also important for HR departments to be able to see those numbers to better judge how they are contributing to the overall benefit to the company. And there are several things that during the year, HR departments can do to help fine tune the WOTC program to increase the total amount of dollars that are available at the end of the year. Now, we'll talk about that in just a minute, but Kate, do you see any challenges that tax departments are having in forecasting the WOTC credit? I know it's information they'd like to have, but are you seeing anything, let's say for new clients or prospects that aren't on our system yet, that where they're having either issues or identifiable problems in the forecasting process? Yes, the number one issue we hear when we're out in the field talking to new clients and prospects is that really keeping track of where the states are with those certifications. As we all know, the states are not always up to date with getting those certifications in hand. And so really keeping track of where that program is and what states they're still waiting for certifications and tracking down the information is really the biggest challenge that they all face. And I think, too, there's just so much involved in creating a reliable forecast that it's often difficult for an individual company to put those type of resources behind creating a forecast for WOTC. Because, like you mentioned, it's often difficult to know when the certifications are going to hit. It's also difficult to know by company, by location, how much an individual certification is going to be worth. So without a good bit of data sitting behind that company and quite a bit of analytics power sitting inside that company, it's often difficult for a company even to understand how much a single certification will be worth to that company at the end of the day. Kate, when we talk about WOTC and the way that it's calculated, what other factors do companies need to be aware of when they're creating a forecast model? They need to not only be aware of those certifications, but also keeping track of hours worked and how that is going to play into that calculation. And then really keeping track of who has maxed out a credit versus someone who might still be able to earn some credit dollars. So it really is an in-depth calculation. It's not just a simple, straightforward, if I get a certification, this is the dollar amount that I'm going to get. Right. And I guess that has a lot to do, especially since you're talking about hours worked with just the way that the calculation works. Although it's a seemingly easy calculation, if you hit 120 hours, you're at 25% of the first $6,000 in wages. And then if you go over 399 hours and hit that 400th hour, it goes up to 40% of the first $6,000 in wages for most of the credit categories. I would imagine it's hard for employers to know who's going to hit which milestone, especially when it almost doubles 
the amount of credit that you can get if they move from one calculation to the next. So keeping an eye on the total number of hours worked is critically important at the same time as making sure that each of those eligible employees that receive a certification work at least 120 hours because you don't want to go through all the work to receive that certification only to have an employee not at least hit the threshold and make you eligible to calculate that credit. To get even more out of today's episode, make sure you get your free tools like webinars, ebooks, videos, and more at equifax.com wise. Kate, when we talk to clients, how hard is it for them to track hours worked? I would imagine that there are systems inside that track hours worked, but does everybody have access to that type of data inside the company? They do not. In fact, it is usually very limited access that is given within companies to see those hours worked. And so in most cases, those who are working on those calculations and getting that forecast together likely don't have access to get it those hours worked. So that's another request they have to put in through their company to even get at that information. And I would imagine it's not always easy to get access to the information just because of the nature of the information. It's the number of hours worked, salaries, and wages paid. But also, just generally when we're working with clients, we know that it's at a premium to get any type of time from their programmers or internal data analytics groups. So I would imagine it's even more difficult for taxpayers or at least clients in the forecasting world to get ad hoc information at least quarterly, but probably monthly. Do we see clients having a problem just kind of internally getting resources to get data? Yes, that is the number one issue that we actually hear from clients is that resources are limited. As most companies now are working with a streamlined workforce, those resources are really strapped for time. So that is the number one issue that we do hear from our clients is that they don't even have the resources to get at that information. And just with the way that we built our forecasting tools for our clients, I know that we spent quite a bit of time going over state-by-state information. So clients with operations in more than one state, we use a different type of calculation depending on the state that they're in. Uh, Are there other factors that they need to be paying attention to? And can you talk a little bit about why that state calculation is so important? I mean, even outside of the time that the states need to issue the certifications, why is it important to drill down to kind of that level when you're doing forecasting? Sure. So very important to keep at that state level, um, not only based on time to get those certifications, but those qualifications could be more prevalent in some states than others. So depending on what category somebody is being certified in, you may focus on a certain state, given that that state may tend to have more qualifying employees within that location. So using our tool, we are able to tie what information we have gleaned from clients across the board to really get at what states um, are gonna have what benefit. So we can tie that into the calculations where most employers are not going to really have access to as in-depth of information. Uh, That's really interesting. And I know that 
we've talked a lot about why it's important, who it's important to inside companies, and we've mentioned our process that we use for our clients. So let's kind of jump into that for a little bit. Let's talk about Nowcast, which is our forecasting suite, and what makes it different, and how our clients can benefit from the Nowcast suite of forecasting and dashboarding tools. So, Kate, when you think about Nowcast, what makes it unique for our clients from a forecasting perspective? So the first thing I would say that makes it unique is that the clients have access to the tool themselves. So they don't have to hunt somebody down within our organization to get at that information. They can play around with the numbers, see what their forecasts are going to look like, and really see what's going to happen if they make some changes within the way they screen for WOTC and change their percentages. And I think that that's kind of part of the key around having a forecasting tool. Nowcast provides several different functions to clients. And the one that we've talked about is the ability to know what your income tax credit is going to look like at the end of the year. So that takes in all the metrics, all the data, all the analytics that we have from over 25 years of receiving certifications from the state and understanding how our clients work how our clients hire, and how the folks that our clients hire eventually max or don't max out the credits, that gives us a lot of historical data that we can apply to today's workforce to show exactly what that work opportunity tax credit is going to look like at the end of the year. But Kate, you mentioned the ability to play with the numbers, and I really like that feature inside the Nowcast suite because Forecasting gives you the ability to know this is how much the credit's going to be at the end of the year, which again gives that taxpayer a lot of benefits. They can use that to reduce the amount of quarterly payments that they're making to the federal government. They also know how much that credit's going to be at the end of the year. So that money can be reinvested early into additional labor, new capital. So there are a lot of things that they can do with that cash that they know that they're going to have as a surplus at the end because of the tax credit. But when we talk about playing with the numbers, it really does give the client the ability to see what may happen in a lot of different circumstances and a lot of different situations. So I know the tool gives them the ability to look at forecasting, but it also gives them the ability to look at what may change if they add a location or if they add another 20 people to the workforce with the ability to both see what today looks like and what tomorrow may look like. Can you talk a little bit about the ability to change the numbers and for them to be able to project out what credits may be if situations change? Sure. We hear many of our clients are not only changing their workforce, but changing really the amount of people within that workforce. Our tool will allow them to, as you mentioned, not only change numbers um, based on percentages of how they are screening, but also see what happens when they do actually add a location. So if they know they're going to grow by 50 to 100 and really forecast out what those credits should look like as they're moving forward. It also will have the reverse if they are lowering their workforce in any way, what their credits might fall to as they're looking at making those changes. So it allows them to keep their provisions up to date and really understand what is going on within their organization. 
Yeah, and I think that one other thing that we like to talk about to prospects and clients is the alerts that come from the dashboarding tools. And that really does give clients the ability to see what's going on, even if they're not logging into the system every day. So system-generated alerts to let them know, hey, this is updated, or hey, something has changed. And that will give them that kind of tickler to come back into the system to make sure that they are not just participating in the work opportunity tax credit, but really taking that extra step and managing the program from their end. Because the one thing that we see over and over with clients is that participating in the work opportunity tax credit is kind of table stakes. But if a client takes that extra step and actively works to manage the employees inside the work opportunity tax credit, they can really change the amount of credit that they're seeing in a drastic way. Um, Kate, I know we hear a lot in the industry about forecasting tools and reporting tools. Can you give us some things that we should watch out for when we're looking or hearing questions we should ask if we're thinking about looking at a new um, work opportunity tax credit provider? Sure. First and foremost, the number one question that should be asked is, is this something that I'm going to be able to pull myself or is this something that I'm going to have to reach out to somebody to provide to me? And then the second question is really what does that format look like? So what we hear from a lot of our prospects is that they are talking to other uh, vendors that may have a forecasting tool or may say they do, and it really does turn out to be an Excel spreadsheet of data that may not be real time even, as they're working through that process. With that, Kate, we're running out of time. I'd like to thank you for joining me today as the co-host on the Workforce Wise podcast. We hope you all enjoyed today's discussion and we hope that you're walking away with, from the discussion with some practical tips that you can use to help leverage in managing your work opportunity tax credit program. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to the Workforce Wise podcast. And don't forget to download your free tools at equifax.com wise. While you're there, check out our other episodes and sign up for our live tech demo to see our solutions in action. And to keep our lawyers happy, you should know the information provided on the Workforce Wise podcast is intended as general guidance and not intended to convey specific tax or legal advice. For tax or legal information pertaining to your company and its specific facts and needs, please consult your own tax advisor or legal counsel. The views expressed are those of the discussion leaders and do not necessarily reflect official positions of Equifax. Investor analysts should direct inquiries using the Contact Us box on the Investor Relations section at Equifax.com.